Hello and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast. We're on a mission to optimize our lives through faith, health, wisdom, and much more. Thank you for joining us on our journey. Here now is our host, Nick Carlisle. What is good, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Life Enchanted Podcast, where it is my duty to explore all things related to living an optimized and fulfilling life. I personally am on the never-ending journey to improve myself and figured why not share my findings and my conversations with as many people as possible. This episode is brought to you by MyLifeEnchanted.com, which is where you can find all things related to the Life Enchanted movement. You can sign up for my email newsletter on there, read my blog, check out some apparel I designed, and a bunch of other stuff as well. Also, I would love to keep this podcast relatively sponsor-free, and to do that, I need your support through Patreon. You can visit the support tab on my website to learn more about that. Your contributions through Patreon will keep the Life Enchanted content flowing and will also help me dedicate more time to expanding the content, i.e. the blog and newsletter and whatnot. But most importantly, a portion of every cent that comes through Patreon and my online store will be donated to Metro World Child. You can find out more about them through my website on that support tab. Also, please consider leaving a rating and possibly a review of the podcast on whatever platform you're using. Your feedback helps other people discover the show and join the movement. What up, y'all? Nick Carlisle here, and this is a bonus episode that I wanted to share with you guys. It is me being interviewed by my good friend Thomas Siebert, who is one of the founders uh, and creative directors at Art of the Covenant, um, as well as the founder of the graphic design and branding company called Innovation Canopy. He's super talented, super dope. Check out the stuff that they are putting out. Um, They are awesome. This interview was for their new video podcast series uh, titled The Lightroom, which usually takes place on Thursday nights at 6 p.m. on Facebook Live. You can find out more on their Instagram at art underscore of the underscore covenant. Uh, you can learn about what they're up to there. But I really enjoyed this conversation, and it was fun for me to be the interviewee for once. We talk spiritual disciplines, breathwork, fasting, worship, suffering, prayer, and a lot of other stuff. So please enjoy this wide-ranging conversation with Thomas Siebert. Go ahead, man. You're, you're live now, dude. Sweet. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Thomas, thank you for having me, man. Yeah, I first dude. want to say, dude, that I love what you guys are doing, man, and to, to see kind of how, like you said, we knew each other in high school, and um, just to see your life journey has been super inspiring, and that's why I had you come on the podcast. For those of you uh, that don't know, I had Tom as, Thomas as a guest, um, just to kind of share his story and, and to see his growth and share his growth, because uh, you went through dark times like most of us do. And, or did and you came out the other side and just you seem to be flourishing I know you're flourishing and I know it's the real deal and uh 
just I want to encourage you to keep doing what you're doing, man. It's it's awesome to be here, though. Thank you for having me. Awesome, Nick. Appreciate that, man. I yeah, really man. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, there's it's been a journey uh, just with this Art of the Covenant thing. Kind of relaunched it, you know, um, mm-hmm. kind of in response to this pandemic, you know, and this mm. pandemic has hit everybody by storm. You know, changed up, you know, a lot of our routines, you know, and uh, normal. You know, mm-hmm. people are responding to it, to it differently. But yeah, man, I, you know, I have a couple questions, you know, already kind of set up and stuff for us. But um, guys in the audience, uh, if you guys uh, haven't shared this, please share this. I know a lot of you guys will be tuning in at 6 p.m. You know, uh, you know, we'll be back on track next week. We'll do 6 p.m. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Please share it. This is going to be a great conversation. Yeah, but Nick, let's, you know, let's hop right into it. Um it's pretty cool. I can hear the birds, you know, chirping in yeah. the backdrop. I love your. All right, good. It's not too loud, is it? <laughs> no, it sounds great, dude. It's like oh, sweet. <laughs> I don't know if you hopped on Zoom calls, but a lot of people they'll they'll have a backdrop and it'll be like nature or something like that. But <laughs> this is that, real life, that, bro. <laughs> that's so cool. He's got the birds chirping in the back. You can't you can't beat that's beautiful, man. Very cool. awesome, man. So yeah, Nick, what like inspired you to start your podcast my life enchanted you know was there a specific moment or a you know a season of events or something that happened Mm -hmm. in life that really influenced that decision yeah man um so life is a journey right and we've all kind of gone through this journey or going through this journey and life is hard it's not easy and i think you really start to realize that after you get out well for myself after I got out of um, college, after I got out of the rat race of, of the schooling education system and I, yeah. and I entered marriage and kind of the, the day-to-day life, the monotony of life and really just kind of like got hit in the face with um, the struggles of life. Yeah. And through that, um, I started to seek out ways to to really just make me feel better and just kind of optimize my life, whether that was through faith, which is obviously like the cornerstone and the biggest piece of it. Um, but also through health and wellness and supplements and psychology and Mm -hmm. wisdom and reading and, um, really just anything that helped me feel better. Um, I'm very just like sensitive to my emotions. I'm an Enneagram type four, uh, for those of you that are familiar with the Enneagram. So like, I'm really, uh, to quote the, uh, the, the sage Drake in my feelings. <laughs> so I just like was seeking out ways, man, to just help me just like feel better mentally and physically. Yes. Um, and as I started reading and listening to podcasts and going to counseling and therapy and all these things, I was just discovering these things that were, were helping me from, um, you know, from, from breath work practices to supplements, to exercising, to just wisdom, to, um, anything of the, of the like. And I just kind of had like this, this realization that if these things are helping me, they're probably going to help other people as well. Cause I'm, you know, my life is, is pretty common, you know? So I figure there's a lot of people who are going through the crap that I'm going through. So why not, use the technology that's available to me to kind of share some of these things and hopefully help someone. Amen, dude. So good. I love it, man. I love that holistic approach, you know, like you're, you're hitting all facets, uh, spiritual, Mm -hmm. you know, our faith, 
emotional, mental, you know, um, just relationally, all these different ways. I know I've picked up some tips on your, your Instagram, um, that kombucha, <laughs> that gut health right here Let's I, go. Mine in the morning, but, um, incredibly just disciplined and inspiring. Yeah, man. Mm. Could you maybe just talk about your schedule, your routine? I know, you know, your, your husband, you have, uh, two daughters yeah. and a, a little boy, you know, and it's hard to manage it's probably hard to manage, you know, your time, your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your children and your spiritual walk, your walk, you know, your time with the Lord. Um, totally. can you talk about, you know, your, your, your regiment, your routine and your just daily schedule, what that looks like. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'll be the first to tell you that once COVID hit, like everything went out the window, you know, like yeah. once COVID hit, the, my whole routine and everything was just kind of in disarray and that mm -hmm. just chaos ensued. And that's been super hard for me because as you know, and um, my listeners know that I'm pretty hyper diligent about like my routine, especially in the morning. When I think about routine, man, I think about just like, it's mostly comes down to morning routines because I'm, I'm a firm believer that um, what happens in the morning kind of determines what happens in the day. Yeah. Um, so that's what so I good. think about. And, and like I said, when, when COVID hit, everything just kind of went in chaos mode and that, that was not cool. And that lasted for like a couple of weeks. And, um, luckily I was able to snap out of it and, and get back into it. But my current morning routine, it always changes. I've done a couple episodes on this. So, um, if people want to go and, and listen to some of that on the life enchanted podcast, I've, um, nerded out completely, but, Right now, I think like the the staples of it are waking up early, especially you got to wake up early while while they're still sleeping and get some time to yourself. Um, so I wake up at like between like five and five thirty every day. And the very first thing I do every single day is hydrate. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can lose up to a pound in water um, weight through your body as you're sleeping through your breath and through sweat and all that. So we always, everyone wakes up pretty much dehydrated. So I have a, I have a Yeti that I just keep yeah, come on, uh, stocked with ice water <laughs> at all times, dude. And I'm just constantly hydrating. So the first thing I do is just hydrate, hydrate, hydrate to kind of just get the, um, get the blood flowing, get the, just fill my, my body. Cause every single cell has water in it. Right. So just yeah. fill my body with, with water and get, get my systems kind of going. Um, I don't caffeinate immediately and I want to encourage people not to caffeinate immediately. Um, I like to change my physiology naturally. Yeah. Um, so whether that's through first hydration and then next is usually some type of breath work, which is a super quick practice. Um, breath work people might like kind of roll their eyes at, but it's, it's super powerful. And the breath is one of the easiest ways to kind of um, alter our body's chemistry, mm -hmm. um, kind of on demand and activate parasympathetic nervous system or, you know, help us calm down in other ways, um, or energize us as well. So I do some Wim Hof breath work. Um, I've done an episode on that if people want to check that out too, but basically it's just like hyper oxygenate, hyper oxygenating, uh, your blood. Mm. And when you do that, like I said, you alter your body's chemistry, but you get these, these really strong feelings of euphoria and energy and yeah. optimism. At least I do. It's pretty crazy. So I wake up, hydrate, do a little breath work to kind of alter my mind and get my, my brain activated. And then I get right into the word, man. Um, I'm always in a, in a book. 
Um, right now I am reading, uh, celebration of discipline by Richard mm-hmm. Foster, which is an excellent book. Um, and in the word as well. So I'll just get into scripture. I'll usually read like a chapter, um, in whatever book I'm in right now, I'm in Colossians, which is turning out to be probably my favorite book, dude. Like I've, I've neglected Colossians for some reason <laughs> in like the past couple of years and Colossians is, is so dope. So, yeah. um, I've been in Colossians and just kind of chewing on that. Um, so yeah, hydrate breath work, get in scripture or a book. Um, and then I get a sweat in usually 90% of the time I go and get a sweat in and kind of just release whatever pent up energy I have and, um, get that good sweat in. And then it's usually a run that sweat entails a run. I don't really like lift weights. I'm not doing like bench pressing curls and stuff like that. I'm usually, I'll do like push ups and set up just body weight yeah. stuff just to keep me lean, light and limber. Um, and then I'll go on like a run, not a super long run, but more of just like a fast pace, like one to two mile run to, to get that good sweat in. And then I'll come back in and take a cold shower, man. After that good sweat, cold taking showers, a cold shower dude, those are just, tough next level dude next level (laughs) cold showers are not easy they're not easy at all they suck every single time but there has never been a time where i get out of a cold shower and feel bad dude you just come out feeling invigorated and it releases all these endorphins and um yeah norepinephrine gets released and i just feel like i can jump through the roof when i get out so and then i'm ready to attack by that time my kids are usually getting up Um, or I got to start, you know, prepping for the day. If it's work or whatever I got to do, maybe check some email. But another part of that is, uh, I refrain from using any technology up until that point. So I think it's tempting to like, look at your phone immediately, which is not good. Um, for reasons maybe we can discuss in a bit, but just like, you want to, you want to fill your brain with, with what you want, uh, to become and what you want to, to, to focus on and what you want your future to look like. So for me, that's like scripture and, and reading these books and stuff like that. I want to fill my brain and my mind with that good stuff prior to filling my brain with like, you know, biased news stories or angry middle-aged white women on Facebook (laughs) that think COVID-19 is fake. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So it's like, uh, so, yeah, I think that refraining from technology and email and stressing yourself out is super important until you conquer that that first part of your day, man. And then, yeah, once I do all of those things, I feel like I've primed my brain. I'll do some journal journaling as well. Sometimes yeah. I'll do some gratitude practices. But once I get through those types of things, I feel like I've kind of primed myself for a solid day, as opposed to the flip side of everything I said is waking up late. Uh, rolling out of bed, you can't get awake until you hypercaffeinate and get some coffee and you drink, you know, two cups of coffee immediately that all of a sudden just jerks you awake. You're looking at your phone all of a sudden, you know, you're scrolling, you get lost in the trance of social media or whatever for, you know, 30 minutes, you're filling your brain with comparison and envy and hate and anger and all these things that are uh, not desirable for you. And then, it just that just feeling and that kind of tempo just carries on through the rest of your day, man. It's just it's not optimal, you know, yeah. and it just makes makes me feel like when I have those mornings, which I do every once in a while yeah. um, because I do get lazy. I'm not perfect at this, but um, it just carries over through the rest of the day and it's just not an awesome day. So um, that's usually what it entails for me. And I, like I said, I think it's it's probably the most important thing I do. 
Awesome, dude. Dude, I'm going to call you Optimus Prime, bro. <laughs> like, your morning, bro, is like, that's a, that's a nice curated little routine schedule, bro. That's awesome. I love it when you're, you know, you're talking to hydrate, you know, hydrate in the morning, mm-hmm. first thing, hydrate. You know, you don't pick up your phone. You're not scrolling through social media. You know, you're feeding your spirit with, with the word mm-hmm. of God, with, you know, a book. Um, you know, mm-hmm. talked about breathing exercises. You know, I think of, um, you know, just taking, you know, breathing exercises like meditation or prayer, you know, just being mm-hmm. still, you know, before the Lord. And uh, you think when, when you're saying that, like, I felt like the breath of God, like the breath mm-hmm. of God, like God breathed into man to create yeah. man. So there is a, there is life in the breath. Mm-hmm. in the breath of god and he he like breathed over creation so there's something there for sure 100 percent breathing breathing for sure um and breathing just- is super powerful and underrated dude like we are not uh we have programmed ourselves to not utilize our our lungs in the most effective way and not to to nerd out too completely but like if you look at a child when out, I look dude. at my daughter's <laughs> when I look at my daughter's breathe or if you look at a kid breathe you will see their stomach going up and down mm-hmm. but if you look at an adult breathe you see their chest going up and down and uh, we've just like through our habits through sitting at that at office desks throughout the day and whatnot we've just trained ourselves just to breathe into the upper part of our chest which is not optimal for us we're basically running on like you know it, it's like a car running on almost empty at all times but just to sit back and and fill your lungs to their capacity every once in a while take a deep breath preferably through your nose and actually expand your stomach and your rib cage prior to expanding your Mm -hmm. chest and filling that up and then releasing slowly a couple times, dude, is such a powerful thing, man. And it, it helps your, your digestion. It helps anxiety. It helps all sorts of things. Um, and spiritually, man, I think that there's something super powerful with it, just like the breath prayer. And it's, it's a miraculous thing when you kind of just like focus on it and you kind of just marinate like, wow, Lord, you created me in such a unique and interesting way to be able to like move my body and inhale these gases that fill up the world, your creation that fuel every single cell in my body. You know, um, it's a, it's a powerful and spiritual thing and, and prayer as well. I didn't mention prayer in my morning routine. That's a huge part of like the scripture and reading as well. And it, it changes. Sometimes it's a long prayer. Sometimes it's just like a contemplative prayer and meditating, but it, it um, it's definitely involved with, with all of that as well. But um, yeah, breath work and breathing, man, there's some solid books and a lot of people are coming, um, becoming aware of, of its power. But um, I encourage people to kind of, dive into that and and find out something that works for them so good um you you briefly talked about this uh about like not picking up your device you know in the morning you Mm -hmm. know like you're designating this morning you know to align yourself with god to align yourself you know you know on runs getting healthy getting ready prepared ready to attack the day um what about like, can you talk a little bit about the, the boundaries, you know, with devices and um, the wear and tear it has on our mind and just our, our mental health um, and just a little bit about that and how to use it wisely or, to, mm-hmm. you know, manage that well with regards. To yeah, the totally, man. Uh, I think that um, people are becoming more and more aware of the, the influence that screens have on our life, mostly social media, but also Netflix and stuff like that. And I think that 
um, you know, the, the world is becoming aware of, of how much we need to limit it or just be aware of its negative effects. But, um, so just a couple practical things like most smartphones, you can limit app usage. So right now I have Instagram. I'm all, I, my phone only allows me, me to be on any social media apps, which is me, Instagram. I don't really use much else. Um, but I set my limit to 15 minutes a day. That's good. So, um, I get a little notification, lets me know like, Hey, you got one minute left. And then after that, I'm done. And news apps, I'm only allowed five minutes a day. Um, other than that, I don't really use my phone too much, right. Than, than the, than the news and the social media. So, um, that's Good. super helpful. Um, the, the whole app restriction thing, but yeah, I just think that it's toxic, dude. Yeah. Like the, the majority of things that are on social media are just toxic and, I don't want to beat the dead horse because I know everyone kind of knows this and it's always talked about, but just like the comparison factor and the envy factor and, and all that, like, especially man, it's definitely true for, for males, but I especially see it with females, um, with like my wife, sometimes like I'll be looking at what she's looking at on Instagram and it's, it's nothing horrible, but you know, all these female bloggers and, um, that have these beautiful homes and they're working out and, you know, beautiful yeah. bodies and, um, you know, designer purses and all these different things. And when you, it's just, it's just toxic. You're just filling your mind with like, I want that. I need yeah. that. I wish I looked like her. Why don't I look like her? I wish that I was invited to that house with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it. it's, it's just not a great place. There are some good things, you know, like like I follow a bunch of sports accounts. So I stay up to date on the sporting and stuff like that, or some news accounts, or there's definitely humor, dude. The internet is gold right now during COVID season. Of <laughs> All memes. those memes, bro. Yeah. <laughs> They're so fire right now. Um, but yeah, I think that it's just like, we get in this trance sometimes in social media and on our screens and just kind of scroll and scroll yeah. and scroll and you fall into that trance. And I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate that, Sometimes when you snap out of it, you kind of just feel like crap, dude. Yeah. You like you're just sure. like, ugh, what just happened for the last hour? Like, a, I was unproductive. <laughs> B, I was just putting my my mind through all these different scenarios of comparison and envy and yeah. hate and all these things. Like, uh, yeah, and it's just it's just not a healthy place to spend a lot of time on. Um, so I think just like setting limits and restrictions on your apps is super, super helpful. I know some people will say like, um, I can only go on Instagram from noon to one o'clock and I'm going to post everything then. Um, because there's, you can make all sorts of excuses like, well, I'm a blogger and I want to create content throughout the day. And like, I, I have to be on Instagram. That's not true. You can use your actual photos and your actual video app and just record stuff. And then, go and upload it later to yep. your stories and stuff like that. Or you can use these scheduling apps where you can uh, like spend three hours on a Monday morning to curate all your posts and then schedule them. So they automatically post throughout the week. Yep. Um, so I, I think there's a bunch of stuff that are, that are, that is very useful and helpful to us uh, that we just need to take advantage of to get us out of that kind of just mind melting poisonous realm that we dive into way too often because it's super addicting. I'll be the yep. first person to admit that I'm hundred percent addicted to Instagram and my phone. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I think we just need to kind of just be aware of it. I think that's the first step is just awareness and then like accountability. What can we do? Tell someone or, um, you know, tell our spouse or 
whatever it is. Like, I want you to like, you know, take my phone away from me or I'm let's put our phones in this box every night at 7 PM or whatever it is. I think we just need to take some measures to kind of just, uh, mitigate against that, that possibility of us constantly just scrolling and filling our minds with that junk. Yeah. It's so good. Um, kind of with regards to, you know, this, that's a discipline, you know, having those Mm -hmm. boundaries on those devices. And, um, I, you know, for me personally, as well, I struggle with that as well. And it's like one thing that I'm trying to implement, me and my wife, is getting off our devices, you know, at seven. Like, okay, we're turning mm. them off. We're not looking on Instagram. We're not doing it. We're turning off our phones. We're turning off our computers. We're spending time with each other. Um, so I want to put that challenge out to the to the audience, actually. Yeah. You know, if there is, you know, something that you want to put into practice, I know we're going to get into talking about spiritual disciplines. Uh, but what is one thing that we can hold you accountable to? You know, mm-hmm. like maybe um, it's, you know, social media. Maybe it's, um, you know, just as we go and talk about spiritual disciplines, um, put one thing that you want to work on this week. You know, mm-hmm. there's going to be a few different disciplines that we're going to talk about. So just think about that and then put it in the chat and then we'll pray with you. Um, you know, mm-hmm. We'll hold you accountable. We'll call you out if you want us to, if you let us. Um, yeah. But yeah, go ahead and put it in the chat. We want accountability. I think that's how we grow and mm-hmm. you know into the, the the people that God wants us to be. So you know, thanks mm-hmm. for thanks for sharing that, Nick. Um, so with regards to like spiritual disciplines, um, what are some spiritual disciplines that you're currently practicing? I know you you talked about um, you know your mornings and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. is there anything specific mm-hmm. that you're practicing that you're working on? Um, and mm-hmm. then what are the uh, benefits or how is it impacting your relationships with your family yeah. or your relationship yeah. with God? Yeah. Um spiritual disciplines have always been fascinating to me and intriguing to me and I've never really dived in to like what they all are and that's what I'm reading Celebration of Discipline right now by Richard Foster which is an absolutely fascinating book and great book and a great place for people to start if they're interested in uh spiritual disciplines. I highly encourage people to check that out. Um, Dallas Willard has a lot of good works on it. Um, John Mark Comer and his church in uh, Bridgetown Church in Portland has a ton of good ton of good work on that as well. So um, there's a bunch of resources out there. Um, and some of them uh, trying to use the right language here. Some of them I've been doing for a while and not really have been I haven't really been labeling them as spiritual disciplines, yeah. i.e. like scripture memorization. I think that yeah, that's, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um, yeah, it's just getting in the word. I mean, the Bible is 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 what we believe in. It's our guidebook. Yep. It's it points to God. It's it's what we need to, you know, um it's what we need to to let marinate our soul, you know. Yep. We need to we need to digest it and let it come out of us and let it transform us. Um and when I talk about scripture memorization, I think it's easy to say like um or to think like I'm going to memorize a verse like through all things, you know, um, our Christ gives me what uh, strength to do all things or whatever, Philippians 4.13 or whatever that is, or in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, or just like a single verse here and there. And I don't think that gets to um, what actual scripture memorization, the spiritual discipline of it actually uh, entails. I think it needs to be like passage mm-hmm. memorization, yeah. right? Like full, uh, like a chapter Context, or a half yeah. of a chapter. Um, 
like the first one that I memorized was was Romans five one through eight. Like therefore, brothers and sisters, since you have been justified by faith, you have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because suffering. So having something lengthy like that can actually when when we when we memorize it and we can reflect on it later yeah it actually takes us out of like the mental rat race or the incessant thoughts that we commonly go through um and brings us into god's truth and god's word as Mm -hmm. opposed to like i can do all things through christ through christ who gives me strength or whatever you know it's an actual passage that takes mental energy and focus and clarity to focus on so good, yeah. and we can actually you know close our eyes and start to recite through this lengthy passage and chew on the different aspects and the different truths and the different part uh parts of it and just let it change us from the inside out so um so that's good, that's huge i think is yeah. is actually putting down um the time and the efforts to to memorize lengthy passages right now i'm trying to memorize uh, Colossians three, one through 17, which is absolute gold, dude, (laughs) absolute gold. All of you guys, I encourage you to check out Colossians three, one through 17. It is so good. Um, and I'm trying to memorize that right now. It's just full of just every aspect of what I want in my life, um, and need to like realize. So, um, yeah, scripture memorization is huge. Um, next thing that kind of, uh, follows along those lines as a spiritual discipline is meditation, man. And, um, I went down the journey of like mindfulness meditation and kind of like emptying your mind and focusing on your breath and, um, you know, not judging your, your incessant thoughts that come in and out and kind of bringing it back to the breath. And, um, and I've quickly come to realize that that is helpful in strengthening your mind's ability to be aware of the thoughts that are coming in. Mm-hmm. But I think that's not a it, it's it's not complete. It needs to be taken a step further. I think um, once really we good. develop that capacity to recognize those thoughts coming in and recognize just these distractions and oh, what do I need to do today? Oh shoot, I'm supposed to be mem- meditating. Oh wait, I need a haircut. Oh wait, I need to focus on my breath. You know, going back and forth but then actually redirecting those thoughts to some scripture that you've memorized. Maybe it's like the the classic one is the Jesus prayer um, that you align with your breath. Like Lord Jesus, have mercy on me for I am a sinner. Lord Jesus Christ, have mercy on me for I am a sinner. That's the classic Mm -hmm. Jesus prayer. Um, But just sitting there in quiet, taking deep breaths, focusing on that breath of life. Mm -hmm. And then, um, focusing on God's truth, right? Um, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right. If anything is lovely and pure and admirable, all those things, just letting, letting those things kind of just soak into you and change your mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Right. And I, since I really started to take that into the practice, I've really seen my mind start to change, which has been, um, amazing, man. So, um, Yes, that would be the second thing, uh, spiritual disciplines. Third thing um, I would say is fasting. And this one, I like fasting because it kills two birds with one stone. Because when I talk about fasting, there are physical benefits, which is all over the internet right now, intermittent fasting, um, 
or even longer water fasts. Um, and I've done some episodes and some, some work on this stuff. You guys want to check that out, but, um, there's, there's countless benefits of intermittent fasting and fasting for the physical benefits. Um, but as far as a spiritual discipline, man, fasting, um, to, to grow your relationship with the Lord is a super, super powerful tool. And it's because when we are fasting, we are starving the flesh, yep. right? That is, that is what we are doing. We're starving the flesh. We're just drinking water. And who is our enemy? The world, the flesh, the devil, yep. right? So we're expressing when we're fasting, we're expressing our dominion over one of our enemies, the flesh. Um, in Galatians, Paul talks about how the spirit wants what, what is contrary to the flesh. Um, and in Romans, Paul talks about that, that the mind, this is such strong language. The mind governed by the flesh is death. Mm -hmm. Like that's such strong language, dude. It's not, he's not like the mind governed by the flesh is undesirable or the mind governed by the flesh is not good. The mind governed by the flesh is death. Like that, that is so such good, powerful bro. language to me. And then he follows that up with the mind covered, or sorry, the mind governed by the spirit is life yep. and peace, yep. you know? And it's like that, that verse just encompasses it all, man. So, <laughs> um, when we do fast for spiritual reasons, um, I think just like a practical takeaway is that every time you feel those, first of all, stay hydrated. Um, but, and just drink a lot of water that helps, but um, when you feel those hunger pangs and when your mind tells you you should eat and all these things, it's just redirect, um, redirect it to the spirit, yep. redirect it to the Holy spirit that lives within you, redirect it to prayer. Yep. You can have like a little mantra, um, or a verse or something that you say, but it just reminds you that in the, in the language of Psalm 23, that the Lord is your shepherd. Um, and you lack nothing, you know? Um, so I think that is a, that is a super powerful practice. And like I said, I love it because it kills two birds with one stone. Last week I did a 24 hour fast. Um, and it was absolutely amazing, not only for the phys- physical benefits, but also for that <laughs> spiritual benefits of just starving the flesh, flesh, expressing my dominion, um, over the flesh, suppressing it and really focusing on the spirit and, and Christ that gives me power. Mm-hmm. Um, and then lastly, so spiritual disciplines we had, I touched on scripture memorization, meditation, fasting. And then lastly, um, I think worship, dude, I'm a big music guy. I know you're big into music and right now it's tough to worship, but, um, because we're not in church. Right. And that's usually what people think about is the first 30 minutes of a church service on a Sunday. But, um, I have been, uh, for the past like two years, man, my, my wife got me for my birthday, some, um, noise canceling over ear Bose headphones, and you don't need to have those, but I will, after the kids go to bed, I will go into a dark room or just a secluded place. I'll put on my over-ear headphones and I have these Spotify playlists that I've curated of some just epic, deep worship songs. Not like Thrive Worship, like Doont, 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 you know, like I'm not like in there like getting crazy, like on these (laughs) pop songs, you know, like what's on Caleb radio. It's like some deep kind of like, it's kind of like gloomy and almost sad, but yeah, I don't know if that's the right words, but it's just like deep. Yeah, dude, it's it's just like deep language and um, some artists that I'd encourage people to check out um, that are kind of it's it's mostly independent artists that are putting out just 
fire music right now, but uh, Taylor Armstrong is huge for me. Um, Chris Renzema, who just released the album today, actually is huge for me. Uh, Mark Barlow of I Love Vista Worship is awesome. Ali Page, um, her mm-hmm. entire discography is absolutely amazing. Ali Page, her work is unbelievable for this type of worship. Um, Rivers and Robots has some epic jams. Danny O'Callahan, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He has a song called Nineveh. If you have not heard Nineveh by Danny O'Callaghan, please, oh, please just like pause this exit out of it. It should take priority over this conversation. It is so (laughs) dope, dude. It is so dope. Um, But those songs, man, um, uh, and those artists, man, I'll, I'll sit in the room and put my headphones on and close my eyes and open my hands or raise my hands or whatever it is, I'll sway, I'll stand up or whatever I just feel led by. And um, it's just so good. And it's so life giving, man, these words that these people sing and the poetry of it, the the melodies of it um, is so good. And I, I feel and I don't know how like theologically sound or whatever accurate this is, but I'll get these like intense waves and feelings of emotion of goodness and love. And dang, that's a big old bird that just flew by. Um, But intense emotion and, and love and optimism and joy. And I feel like it is the Holy Spirit responding. I'll get chills throughout my entire body, but I feel like it is the Holy Spirit that dwells deep within my bones, dude, responding to my acts of worship and just filling me up with this deep sense of goodness and love and peace and stability and hope and joy. And um, it's a very, very powerful thing, dude. And usually it's during the nighttime, like I said, um, after the kids go to bed and my wife's kind of doing her thing. Um, But in that sense, I I just love worship. And um, I think it's a super, especially if you're a music person, it's a really profound spiritual discipline that, and it doesn't usually doesn't last very long. Usually it's like two to three songs. Um, but all of those artists are gold. Um, and it's, it's just an easy way to just connect with the Lord and, um, just like abide in him in the language of John 15, right? Like yep. I have it tattooed right here, John 15, five. 15 5 you know just uh, abide in him he is the he is the vine we are the branches and just um just commune with him and so feel good. his presence and disconnect from all the crap that surrounds us in this in this sinful world amen bro it's so good to hear you talk man i'm blessed Thanks, i'm brother. blessed by you know just what god's doing in you and just hearing your heart and hearing God's word and scripture just man, be manifested, you know, through your heart and your words and your life. It's awesome. Thank dude. you, bro. I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Um, Glory to God, man. Um, if people are, you know, being encouraged and being blessed, show some love in the chat. This is fire. This is gold. This is treasure. Um, you know, this is real life Christianity. You know, this is we're putting it into practice. This man is talking about he's putting it into practice mm-hmm. and he's walking it out. I just want to say, too, on top of that, man, like, I'll be the first one to admit I am so broken, man, and so flawed. I deal with anxiety and depression um, bad. And that's really why I'm, like, so diligent about all this stuff is because, like, I'm such my my mind is is so fragile, dude. And I'm just a sinner. 
And, um, I, yeah, so I don't want anyone to take away like, man, this, you know, he must have it all together or anything like that. Like, do not get me wrong. I'm a broken, flawed, struggling human being. And that's why I'm so dependent on the Lord, dude. And like, I posted this on Instagram a while back, but like, I've tried to, to help with my ease, my emotional pain and mental pain and stuff like that. I've tried everything, dude, everything, all the, you know, from, um, philosophies, stoicism and, uh, Buddhism and all these different philosophies I try and integrate into my faith or supplements or substances or breath works or heat exposure and cold exposure, exercising or essential oils or, uh, tapping routines or, um, I've electrocuted my brain a bunch, which I still do, which is awesome, but is a whole nother podcast. Um, but like <laughs> I've tried all these things and I'm not saying these things are inherently bad at all. There's a lot of them I still integrate into my life as I've explained, but what I've come to realize after going through all these different avenues is that the one thing that gives me the most freedom and hope and joy and rest and peace is abiding in my creator. Come on. Um, you know, so it's, it's, I don't want people to take away like that. Some of these things are substances are, are not substances, but um, substitutions for um, abiding in your creator and getting to know your creator more um, and becoming more like Jesus. Amen. Amen, dude. That was fire. Just your posture, your heart. You know, I think of the, the Bible story about the two, uh, the two, uh, the tax collector and the Pharisee that prayed, you know, mm-hmm. and one of the, the, the tax collector, he comes and he's like, you know, look at me, you know, I, I'm fasting, you know, I'm doing this, I'm tithing, I'm doing all these things. Look how good I'm doing. And then there was yeah. the, tax, or the Pharisee. And then there was the tax collector that, that it's, he comes to the Lord and he's like, I'm a broken man. You know, I'm flawed. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a sinner. I'm a, I'm a wretch mm-hmm. and I need your grace and I need you to come and meet me. And just that heart is, is beautiful, Nick, just that, that posture that you, you, you know, you're speaking from. And, you know, if we all can just continue to be honest with ourselves, like, you know, we all struggle with anxiety, you know, we, mm-hmm. we all struggle with depression and, um, you know, patterns of, of just unhealthy living that we need to bring into submission to Christ, bring into submission to God's word and just crucify our flesh. So yes. uh, thank you for being real, dude. Thank you for being just transparent and just sharing your heart. Um, I'm blessed. I know a lot of the people that are listening are blessed by what you have to say, man. So good stuff, bro. Thank you, man. Thank you for having me. I want to encourage the last thing I want to say, dude, is like, I want to encourage people to, to tell their story and to be open and honest and vulnerable. I think that's the most healing thing we could possibly do is, is not bottle things up and to, Mm -hmm. to talk to people who love you, find someone else who's a believer or who you trust or your small group or your community or your pastor or, whoever it is, um, and share your story. Do not bottle things up because those things will eat you alive from the inside out. So, uh, be vulnerable, be open, be honest and share what you have. Jonathan Bakuda, who's a pastor out of Dallas, likes to say my story for his glory. Um, but we all have junk in our stories and, um, we all have demons and darkness and horrible thoughts and all those things. So I just want to encourage everyone who's listening right now, like, if you really want to be healed, if you really want to transform who you are and, and get out of whatever state you're currently in right now, 
share share what you're going through share be vulnerable it sucks it is hard it's gonna it's not easy it's probably gonna be the hardest thing you do but it takes courage and there's so much healing in being vulnerable and open and honest so everyone listening right now please just just share whatever it is that you're going through and and pray for the courage and pray for the healing um and and God is faithful. God is faithful, and He's going to walk you through it. And the first step is is acknowledging it and sharing it. Amen. Amen to that, dude. Um, and another thing, kind of just you know, back on the spiritual disciplines. Um, you know, Nick talked about uh, scripture memorization, um, prayer, fasting, uh, worship. You know, and the benefits of all these things, and um, just getting closer to the God getting closer to the Lord, um, mm-hmm. also thriving in your relationships. I know when I'm really in tune with the Lord and his word that my, my relationships are flourishing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm spending time and being quiet before the Lord, uh, that, uh, I'm more vibrant and more in tune with how he'd want me to respond in situations. So mm-hmm. uh, one of the, um, spiritual disciplines I'm practicing, you didn't talk about it, but I'm sure you're well aware is, uh, just the Sabbath. Yeah. Rest and um, you know uh, John John Mark uh, Comer in his book The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry, he talks about rest and the Sabbath, and he has a beautiful um, um, kind of like way he describes the Sabbath in, in Genesis, and he talks about how like God um, he puts out a rhythm for us in in creation, and how after each day he creates you know he stops and he says this is good. You know, there's yes. a rhythm. He's resting. He's stopping. The word for rest is Shabbat, which means to stop. And this rhythm, you know, every single day, you know, after he does something, after he creates, at the end of the day, he stops, you know, and he, and he rests. And he said, this is good. You know, and on the yes. seventh day, he rested Shabbat. He, he stopped and he just be, you know, and it's like, in this busy world that we live in, just learning to really be intentional about stopping, you know, turning off devices, mm-hmm. you know, getting away from screens and uh, turning off work, you know, is so vital to our spiritual walk, our emotional, mental, physical health, you know, to really be intentional about this rest. And a cool thing is, is that um, when the after Israel came out of Egypt. Uh, they were in slavery. You know, they were working all the time. They were building pyramids. You know, they're in slavery and they came into Egypt. And one of the first commands was the Sabbath was to rest because mm-hmm. they were in this busy pattern of living. And God's like, to protect you, the Sabbath is a gift for you. I'm going to mm-hmm. have it as a command. And it's like, I feel like we've started so far away from this, this rest that we're not really fully available for God to use us if we're not taking care of ourselves. So that's one of the things that I've been working on practicing is rest and Sabbath. Um, yes. You know, so what, what would, do you have any thoughts about that or, or about rest? And the Sabbath? Yeah, man, that's so good, dude. And um, as you mentioned, just to kind of underscore what you said, John Mark Comer is a gold mine of all things that we've been talking about really aside from the, uh, the health stuff. But um, he has, if you go listen to Bridgetown audio podcast and just look for, titles that have sabbath in them i highly encourage people if they're if they're curious about sabbath to go listen to those he details those out and really gives compelling um 
anecdotes of his own and and just evidence from scripture of of why sabbath is so important and just like you said it's it's not like i know the new testament kind of says jesus is our sabbath right and that's because the pharisees made made it so legalistic about the sabbath um but i think prior to that and prior to the pharisees kind of hijacking that as you said it was built into creation. Yep. I think that's the biggest point is that the the seven days that God created this earth for the first six, he worked. And on the seventh, he rested that rhythm, yep. which it is a rhythm of creation was built in to the creation in which we now live. So avoiding a Sabbath is avoiding the rhythm of the creation, which you were put into. So right. Good. So um, that's something that I'm super. So my wife and I just moved into a new house and it's been super chaotic for the past couple of weeks. And we're going to start practicing Sabbath um, on Sundays and, you know, put your phone into a box um, for the entire day. And really, it falls into two categories, anything that is rest or anything that is worship. Um, no buying and selling things online, no going out and shopping, so um, no screens of any kind, but just fill it up with like, music, playing with your kids, reading a novel or a book, um, eating, walking, um, enjoying creation and and nature and all that. Um, but I think that, and it's hard, right. And I think one of the big things people are going to say is like, dude, I got three little kids or I got this job or I got all these things. No one said it's going to be easy, but, um, the way Comer explains it is that like now that they've kind of gotten through the, this is really difficult stage that it's, it's this day in which him, his wife and his three kids look forward to every single week. It's like this mini vacation day that there's no excuses. They know what's going down on that day for them. Um, and they look forward to it. It's a, it's a thing that they can look forward to on a Monday, on a Tuesday, on a Wednesday when work is hard. It's like, oh, it's all good. I can get through this because Sabbath is coming up. So, And I think there's a ton of wisdom in that, in, in just having that day that you can look forward to every single week. Um, so I encourage people to, to dive into that and see what it might entail for them. Amen. Um, yeah, so I know it's already been, it's an hour. We're at our our hour now. That's Mark. Cr- goes by quick, know, man. It's weird quick. being the interviewee, dude. <laughs> I'm usually interviewing. I know. I feel like I'm talking way too much. No, it's fire, dude. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Your, you know, um, so kind of a, something for the audience, a challenge, you know, what is one thing, one of these spiritual disciplines, if it's scripture memorization, if it's uh, prayer, if it's, you know, worship, if it's Sabbath, um, it, maybe it's mm-hmm. a practical discipline as well. That you just want to get up early, you know, you want to spend yeah. five minutes with the Lord, whatever, something, some commitment, some um, some action yeah. step. You know, why don't you put it in the chat and we're going to go back. I'm going to go back to this this chat and I'm going to I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you this week. I commit to pray for you uh, this the rest of this week and um, and next week as well. Um, go ahead and put it in the chat and uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what God does and see. Just hold you accountable. So please do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, I know, um, if you have any last thoughts, I know we briefly talked about this on the phone. Maybe we can, uh, give a little shout out to this, but, um, I know you're rocking, uh, created to create one of your shirts right there. Super clean. Love it, dude. Awesome. Um, Nick has a, uh, you know, apparel he has on the, my life enchanted uh, website. You can check Mm -hmm. out his clothing there to support his ministry. I know a percentage goes to urban city youth. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just incredible ministry that God's really using him in a mighty way. And I know that we're going to do a collaboration here soon. Yeah. Uh, Art of the yep. Covenant uh, line and my life enchanted uh, clothing apparel is going to be dope. I can't wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We'll talk more about that. Is there any last, last thoughts or anything that you'd like to say to the audience before you go? And if you could also pray, you know, for everyone yeah, man. as well. Awesome. Um, thank you for having me on Thomas. I appreciate being here. Uh, yeah, I encourage people to check out the podcast life enchanted podcast. It's available everywhere. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google play, all that stuff. Um, check out the website, www.mylifeenchanted.com. Um, and the whole thing behind life enchanted, like, I don't want people to get the wrong idea behind like my life enchanted. Like I'm trying to say that my life's enchanted and like in this prideful, boastful way, I'm just saying that it's more so like I'm, I'm anything that is helpful and optimizing, um, that can lead to a more enchanted life. I want to explore. So that's kind of where that comes from. It comes from a King's kaleidoscope song, which is one of my favorite bands, um, where he says, break me free to live enchanted beyond control. And that's kind of like my goal. I want to live enchanted beyond my own control. And that enchantment comes from optimizing my spiritual health, my physical health, my mental health, my emotional health and all that. So I encourage people to just check it out. A lot of like the clothing that I release is nothing too crazy graphic wise. It's all pretty like simple, but they're all made to be conversation starters um, that you can kind of share the gospel with. So um, I encourage people to check that out. Um, Yeah. Thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. I'll pray us out. Father God, uh, you are good. God, you are faithful. Um, You are almighty. You are creator, God. Yes, God. Um, And we just worship you and we adore you. And we thank you for knowing us. We, We thank you for allowing us to know you, allowing us to abide in you. Jesus, thank you for saving us. Thank you for living a perfect life uh, that we can follow, that we can try and emulate. Thank you for sacrificing um, just yourself in such a horrible way to to save us because you love us, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we we praise you and we thank you for dwelling deep into our in our souls. And uh, we just ask you to to thrive within us holy spirit we ask you to utilize us to expand the kingdom yes god Uh, we ask you to guide us and to lead us father thank you for just this this time that i've got to spend on here um with thomas i thank you for what thomas is doing i thank you for all the listeners that came on to be fed god i pray that they were fed god i pray that Things that were said during this interview, God, um, can t- can take hold in their heart and that you you lead them in the direction. I pray that you give them wisdom. You give us wisdom um, to head in the direction that you want us to go. God, I pray for COVID-19. I pray that uh, it ends. God, I pray for yes. um, some type of progress scientifically or wherever it is. I pray for progress that helps this come to an end, God. And uh, I pray for for this time to be utilized wisely by by everyone, God. I pray for changed hearts, changed mind, and a changed world that is closer to you, God, that is closer to you. We love you, and we cherish you, and we praise you. Amen. 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 Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Um, great conversation. Thank you, Nick. 
Um, I know next week, um, everyone, we have uh, a Mother's Day special for moms. We'll have Danielle Swisshelm and uh, Julie Mateo on. Um, they're going to talk about their journey uh, in motherhood. It's going to be great. It'll be at 6 p.m. next Thursday. If you haven't you know, shared this video, please share this video with somebody that you might feel that's blessed. This is great content, um, just a great a word from a man of God. Um, please, you know, share this, go ahead and like the, smash the like button if you haven't. And then, yeah, mm -hmm. we'll see you next week. We love you guys and we're praying for you. Yeah. God bless. Thanks, brother. For sure. Yeah, love you. A special thanks to King's Kaleidoscope for the instrumental used on the intro and outro of this podcast. Also, a big thanks to the good people at Capital Floats, which is Northern California's premier sensory deprivation and float tank facility. I am a frequent user there, and the experience is transformative to say the least. And for listeners of this podcast, they are offering an exclusive deal of 40% off the normal price for a single float. Just go to CapitalFloats.com and use the promo code Life Enchanted with no spaces at checkout. If you're in Northern California, you definitely want to take advantage of this. Please remember that I am not a doctor, so definitely consult your physician before making any sudden diet, supplement, or lifestyle changes suggested in any of these episodes. If you're interested in connecting with me, you can send an email to nick, N-I-C-K, at mylifeenchanted.com, or you can find me on Instagram at mylifeenchanted. Peace.